We've got a lot of folks we got to finalize and, and confirm that. And so, but don't get, don't worry. If you're an artist or know of somebody and would like us to feature them, AJ at 16ozcanvas.com. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe and get in touch. Um, maybe I'll have the email address. So AJ at 16ozcanvas.com right here. Email it away. Uh, get in touch. Let us know. Use the form on the website. Tell a friend. Uh, we're, uh, yeah, we're just figuring out. You know, we're having some, uh, we're having some fun. I don't know if we'll keep this for the next season, but, you know, maybe we'll give the artist that option and see, you know, what comes up and what, how, you know, how it goes from, you know, how it goes from there. So we'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you think. Also, you know, right now uh, in our country is the uh, George Floyd trials here in the States. It's a really uh, powerful, uh, if you have not listened to any of it, it's, you know, it's heartbreaking, it's, it's gut-wrenching, um, and to really hear and see new footage and to kind of relive that, you know, especially for, um, you know, my friends and, you know, those in the African-American community who have dealt with, uh, you know, issues with, you know, uh, you know, policing and, you know, injustice in the past. So... It's a really an opportunity uh, as we get into this Easter weekend to really, you know, look out and, you know, reach out and do whatever you can to, you know, to support others and try to be an ally. Uh, I do firmly believe that talk is cheap. You know, you can't say I'm an ally and just that's it. Or, you know, maybe like a post or, you know, don't be a slacktivist. Really try to use, you know, you know, use your platform Use your privilege, you know, to, to make an impact and, you know, help those, you know, who, who you know, if they speak up, they're, they're afraid of, of the consequences. So if we're really trying to bring everybody together, you know, being there and being a voice and amplifying and, and listening, please listen. You don't know all the answers. I don't know all the answers. I am 42 years old and I am continuing to evolve and grow trying to be a better man and a, a better father and a friend and ally, um, you know, to some who have called me an ally or feel that I'm an ally. Others, you know, I'm just trying to be my true self and listen to their story, you know, amplify and, you know, pass the mic whenever possible. You know, most recently uh, in my day job, uh, this is just an example. I'm not really trying to pat myself on the back or anything like that, but I just think it's important to you know, give examples. I was you know, asked to speak at a, at a, at a conference uh, on a panel, uh, and uh, I, I turned it down. I asked, you know, about the makeup of the panel and the diversity of the panel, and, you know, frankly, it was, you know, some bullshit answer about, you know, we're colorblind and we don't see color. And just, you know, awful, awful responses. And again, I don't think they had any malice, but just when you say things like that, it just negates the, the hardship and, and the stories that, you know, others are telling and sharing and trying to, you know, impact that change. And so just, you know, I was pushing. I said, oh, I can find someone to replace me. You know, maybe we can you know, work on that. But at the end of the day, I think that, you know, when we can and what we can do to impact change for today and for tomorrow is extremely important. So please, uh, you know, use the time. I know we're getting closer to the end. Opportunities to be more with our family and a lot of time to, to reflect on, you know, where we've, you know, been not only in this past year, but just, you know, larger picture and just let's, you know, 
let's be better humans. Let's be, you know, let's just look out for each other and try to listen and be empathetic and, you know, be a part of the change. Yeah. It's important. Okay. So, you know, as we move forward, you know, we'll continue to share these uh, projects and things that we're doing. You know, we're hoping that we can uh, organize some community events, um, both in my role here at the 16 ounce canvas, as well as with beer culture and just, you know, just trying to, you know, impact and, you know, be the change that we want to see. So I appreciate all of you, especially you, you know, for, for joining us each and every week. Like I said, we're about to approach uh, four years. I think next week will be about the four year anniversary of our first episode. So we truly thank you all. Uh, we will make a concerted effort to update the social media a little better, Instagram specifically. But without further ado, episode 187, Mr. Uh, Jason Burke. Let's see what he's up to, the music he's doing. And he's got, I think this beard is good. He has a beard of epic proportions that he's rocking for us. So check him out, inkandleaddesigns.com, inkandleaddesigns on Instagram. He's just a good dude, and it's a good story, and I hope that you will all enjoy it. So without further ado, episode 186, 7, 86 plus 1, 187, 186 was uh, Dan Blakesley. Sorry about that. But here it is. Without further ado, Jason Burke, AJ Karen's the 16 ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. Cheers. Uh, kind of sheltering in place and writing a bunch of songs. So, uh, you know, hopefully when all this clears up, there will be an explosion, a renaissance of uh, uh, music and sounds and art. <laughs> it's just all, all happen at once, hopefully. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, we have a venue here in Connecticut, and it's, it's like a big music bowl. And I think it's like a 10,000 seat venue, but they're bringing it down to maybe like 2,000 seats and people are going crazy because they're starting to announce shows. And one of the shows were on sale yesterday and like crashed the system because people were just like, I want live music. And yeah, so it's- kind of <laughs> yeah. Have you tuned into any like, uh, any of the live stream shows? Yeah, uh, I've, we, we saw Jason Isbell did, did one. We. Uh, New Year's, the Avid Brothers did one at uh, like one of the North Carolina Speedways. Uh, so, and then um, what was another one? Trey from Fish, like they basically, every, for like two months, they gave him every Friday night, he did a live show from the Beacon. It was pretty cool. Well, like there's no one there, but like it was pretty sweet. I, I don't mind it. Like it's not, it's not live, live, but 
I don't know, probably in my younger days, I would have turned my nose up at it and be like, this sucks. But I don't know, the older I get, the more it's like, oh, I'll kind of stand in the back. You know, <laughs> I'll let all the kids have the fun up front. But I just like to watch and listen now more than I like to be up near the pit or you know, pressed against the security gates. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I, I don't really, I mean, I don't mind it. Like, Fish is probably one of the first bands I listened to that really did it. And they would always do like four nights over like New Year's at the garden. And once we had kids, we maybe go one of the nights. And so it was affordable. I could buy like a really nice six pack or six packs of beers, you know what I mean? And just like kick it and then have to like deal with the train and all that shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah, right. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> it's not so bad. <laughs> It's part of the experience, though, right? Like, right. <laughs> like I don't like to be up in the front. Like, I don't like to be like crammed like this. Yeah. Like, like, I like a mid-tier seat where I can see the lights and see the whole thing. So for me, some of them are really some of them are banned with like one camera person. Like you can tell, but like when when they have a couple cameras, they're really it's it's pretty great. And then I can turn my kids on to the music. I don't have to worry about somebody, you know, smoking. You know tons of dope which i'm not against but just like, again turn my kids on to music earlier than you know before I, I guess the only drawback you know from that standpoint is it the lack of feedback from the audience they stop playing and it's just kind of quiet and i'm like all right that was yeah good <laughs> yeah yeah like some of them had like screens up and like try to interact which i thought was kind of cool but yeah, it's not the same, but it's still like 70, 80%, which I'm pretty good with. Yeah, yeah. I'll take take what I can get, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. So how, how long have you guys been rehashing the band? Uh, well, uh, we've been playing together. We, we actually started probably three or four months before things went on lockdown. And so it's been over a year that we've been playing and nowhere to play. So it's kind of interesting. <laughs> we've had some people come over and we've posted stuff. And it's, uh, like I said, it's going to be kind of interesting once things open back up. I think everyone's just going to come fully loaded uh, with all these new songs. And you're going to see bands you've never seen before. Uh, yeah, we've been we were just having a good time. It's a nice, like, they talk about like staying within your, your bubble. So, you know, my bandmates are, we're in our bubble. We, we practiced with masks on and stuff. Uh, <laughs> the vocals are a little bit muffled, but uh, we've recorded a bunch of stuff. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, we've, we look forward to a day when we can actually get out and play in some places. But for now, it's a nice Wednesday evening release, you know, to get yeah. out and just hang out, have some time away from home. <laughs> yeah, I like, yeah, the ritual of it is nice and just kind of like the shared weirdness of it with everybody. And for sure, yeah, I think the creativity is exciting. I'm, ex I'm just like, I can't wait for just new albums and, you know, especially bands that like some of the younger bands are like, classic band house they all live together like I, I can't wait for that we're just like all they're doing and either they'll hate each other and break up or they'll have like six albums like there's gonna be no like middle ground to like, right. fuck, fuck you or like i love you you know here's like my covid 
you know, box set. Yeah. Hey, what happened to your band? Uh, COVID. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we lived. Really? Did someone get yeah. sick? No, we just hate each other now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, or like there's going to be like, yeah, like some families are going to have like a ton of babies and others are going to have like a ton of divorces. It's going to be like, nah, like, right. Like, like right. I love you so much or like, oh, uh, I'm kind of, uh, you know, all right, good seeing you. Good talk. This is the test. This is like, if you could survive this, you're going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, for our family, because I'm in sales, um, still, you know, three plus years since you've been on the podcast, still do not pay the bills. Um, so you're not surprised to, to hear that. But yeah, I, mean, I would normally travel for my job a little bit. And my wife's a school teacher. So we've kind of flipped roles. And today's the, one of the few days I have, you know, now with the kids back for most of the time. It's starting to feel normal again, but it's just been, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky. So, but it's been, it's yeah. been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, there, it has its days, you know, uh, like, like this morning, you know, I told you I was up late trying to unwind from practice, you know, as you get a little bit uh, jacked up when you get home, it's kind of like, all right, decompress, let's uh, get into sleep mode here. And so it was around one in the morning when I finally, you know, went to bed. And then uh, I swear to God, it was like five o'clock. My daughter comes in the room and she's got like a sore throat, allergies. Uh, you know, my wife got her back to bed. And then at seven, my son gets up. He's going into school part time now. And he decided to play with the dog with a squeaky toy. And it was like the whole house is like, squeak, 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 squeak. Like, ah. Uh, I just want to sleep in a little bit. Is that yep. too much to ask? So, uh, you know, he got home. He apologized. And, uh, <laughs> we're back on good terms. Speaking terms. Rough, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thursday night's my night. Like, we do the video now. So, like, this season, we're trying to just, it's more like a COVID thing and to catch up with some of the, the early folks like yourself who are big supporters. And, it's it's cut down my editing a little bit. Like instead of having to do the audio editing by Thursday nights, like a bunch of like friends, like different groups of friends got like I didn't know all these guys and I only knew one or two and got invited like a standing poker game. And so like Thursday is like poker and editing. And now it's like it's flipped. Like my wife is kind of like, oh, this is like mom night. Like she's like, I can just have like you know, a chill night for me. So she's like, kids go to bed, like, hey, do what you gotta do. And she'll watch, you know. She watches all like all the shows that I would, you know, she knows I don't want to watch or that I would, you know, goof on. And so it's kind of like we both yeah. have a little internal escape. But yeah, sometimes Friday mornings are a little, little foggy. Yeah. Yeah. It, the slow start. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't rebound like I used to. So that's, that's a post-pandemic thing. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to be a cheap date. Like, you know, like first party, it's going to be like, all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, it's nine o'clock. Time for bed. Yeah, it's like, gotta go. It's like, it's only nine o'clock. It's like, yeah, this is really, really yeah. late. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, dude, where are we right now? What's, are we in the band, band area? Where are we? No, this is my garage. It's the only quiet place in the house. The kids are upstairs. My wife's working. Uh, so, I just needed some privacy. So, we're in the, uh, the garage. And uh, I, I've been uh, doing some projects around the house. Uh, renovating some stuff, putting up some lights. So uh, the cars aren't in here and it seemed like a good spot. Yeah. Got all, 
bunch of stuff hanging on the wall. Yes, yeah, so I was kind of wondering, like the big Tabasco, what's going on, and <laughs> yeah. projects and uh, set scenery. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a nice little getaway. Like yeah. I said, one of the only quiet places in the house. I'm waiting for someone to come in and bother me, you know, one of the kids or something. But yeah, I have like, I have like an hour and a half until my little guy I go get him. But yeah, so yeah, because. When I, when I interviewed you, one of the things that really resonated with me was how you said, like, you'd like to do, like, work at the kitchen table so, like, the family can kind of see, like, you know, dad's passion and creativity. And that was, I don't know, like, I, maybe I'm getting older, but, like, I take little, like, life nuggets from each, and that one stuck with me more than I thought it would. And when I do work, you know, I try to let the kids know what I'm doing and, like, make them have, like, a shared sense of pride or just yeah so that was, that was always really uh really special to me when you said that yeah so it's so good for them i think to see that and you know even when i'm doing stuff around the house or working like i want them to help i want them to know that that they can do stuff too it's you know we're we're kind of disconnected from everything in a way like technology is uh is run away uh even you know, working on cars isn't the way it used to be. Uh, <laughs> what am I thinking of that uh, iced tea commercial where he's like, cars ain't the way they used to be. You only needed a wrench and a hammer. <laughs> like now you need to be a rocket scientist. Um, uh, but now like, yeah, when, when kids see, you know, see you working on stuff, that's how I grew up is helping my grandpa and my dad work on projects and, you know, they team up together and, uh, just having that that role model to say like yeah you don't always have to call someone to fix stuff or you know if you want to make a giant Tabasco bottle you can just grab some paint go to the hardware store and figure it out so uh, and, and for kids to see a work ethic you know you hear about work ethic and grit all the time but I think that's something that's just passed down like kids watch you and they see what you're doing and they see your passion for something. And they're like, Oh, I can be more than one thing when I grow up. I don't have to just, you know, what, what one thing do you want to be when you grow up? That's always like a loaded question, right? Like Sucks. you could be a ton of stuff. <laughs> you could be in a band, you could make beer labels, you could teach ceramics, you could, you know, whatever you want to do, work on the house. Uh, yeah. It's so healthy. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know about you, but it, as as you get older, you start to see friends lose interest in old hobbies and uh, just become one thing. It's become a one dimensional character, especially for guys. It seems like a lot of guys uh, isolate as they get older. They have less and less friends. I think it just happens naturally. People get into family and, uh, you know, just just being able to see like, yeah, hobbies bring people together. You know, stuff like this, like what we're doing now. It's, yeah. uh, this would never happen. Right. I mean, that's one of the joys of this is like the idea that hopefully at some point get to travel again. I see the map and all these people. I can't wait to connect. So I was like, why don't we just, I'm, I'm on Zoom all the time. Like, let's try this. And it's been, I don't know, it's, it's selfishly been really good for me because you isolate and you kind of then, then it's like, oh, I haven't talked to that person in a month or two. Like, should I then, then you then it become three or four months and then it really just kind of fizzles out. So it's, yeah, it's good. I mean, 
my kids are different. They both have different interests. And I try to, you know, my youngest wants to skateboard. So I take him to the skate park and my oldest is, he's into coding and he's writing a comic book. And so it's like, all right, you know, you can be as weird or whatever you want to be, man. Like just yeah. as long as you work hard and, you know, or a good, good person, a good human, like, you know, we'll, we'll figure out the rest, you know, so we'll see. That's good. Yeah. Foster, whatever creativity they show a spark for, I'm always, you know, Hey, uh, uh, <laughs> my son mentioned something about drums. I'm like, let's get some drums. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that. That'd be cool. Uh, okay, a month later, uh, the drum drum set's over in the corner and we're on to you know the next thing. But hey, I'm the same way. Yeah, the skateboarding <laughs> thing is still, we got it for Christmas. Like we made, we found time during COVID. There's a really great skate park near us, like New Haven. The older kids are super cool and supportive. Uh, but like, he didn't know who Tony Hawk was. Like, so like going on YouTube in like their domain and be like, dude, check this out. And like, I watched his head like explode. Like, <laughs> yeah, I watched like the 900 video and he was like, holy shit. You know I mean? I hope he didn't say that, but like in his head, but like, yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. And so we watched, and so I don't know. I, I've said it a couple of times, right? Skateboarding has been amazing to me because it's the same trick over and over again until you get it. And, and people notice like, you know, they get a bad rap, I think of being like burnouts and stoners and, you know, as, as somebody who indulges, you know, I think, I think it's just think it's a bad, I think it's a bad rap. I mean, they're just doing their thing and they're super supportive. Like, and they're really cool with, you know, he's seven and he's little and they're not like, oh, this little kid's here, you know? They're, yeah, isn't that, isn't that awesome though that like now they have skate parks everywhere like we didn't have that i mean i don't know about you but around here in the midwest like the 7-eleven was the skate park or the bank you know after hours you'd go and try to do tricks off the the rails in the parking lot and maybe that's where the bad name came from the bad rap because you just had to go hang out wherever there was a spot and now it's like oh there's five skate parks around me i can go wherever <laughs> yeah and this one's huge and it was great and we like drove because it was like I found an in like to your point I found an indoor one that was the only one we had to pay for but the other one was like a city property we paid you know we're inside you know masked and like ventilating you know I feel like I have to like caveat everything you do now that you're like not an asshole who like doesn't believe in that stuff you know it was safe and it was just cool because yeah and again a, a bigger you know this, this tall dude he's probably in his late 20s or like 30s so I'm trying to drop in <laughs> and he came over and was like do it like this dude and like went on the other ramp and like showed him like five or six times and then my son got it and like the dude was like way across court and noticed it and like was like super amped about it like it was awesome that's all that's great yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell, him, tell him to stick with it <laughs> yeah yeah we're hoping the weather's been today's the better our, our nicest day weather-wise here i think we're, we're about to crack 70 and so we were kind of, you know, I, I said, you know, it's good. If they have something they really like to, to, you know, the parenting bribe or guilt, like, hey, if you're well-behaved, we can go do this this weekend, you know? That's not going to last much longer, but I'm going to ride it out as much as I can. And so the teaser was to go to the skate park uh, this weekend, so. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so how you been, man? What's, uh, what's uh, how, you know, Ink and Lead, are you, are you still cranking out? What's, yeah? Still cranking, yeah. Good. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it's fast and furious. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's 
you know, the same way for everybody, but uh, it's been busy. It, like, strangely so. I, there has not been a lull at all in, in uh, illustration. Maybe it's just me. It's harder to tap into my uh, artistic motivation. It just comes at weird times and uh, uh, even small tasks seem daunting sometimes, like especially when you have to get into uh, kind of a creative flow. But it's it's been good, really good. Yeah, I'm, uh, Pipeworks, um, Old Irving Brewing, mm -hmm. uh, New Oberfalls out in Indiana, and then uh, uh, Sour Not Sorry out in Massachusetts, all sours. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty crazy with yeah. all the different requests and uh, commissions. It's pretty, it's pretty sweet, yeah. What I've noticed is like people who have had like an established name or have been doing it for a little while ramped up pretty well because there's been more cans coming out during all this with curbside and everything. Like people were trying to crack in. I wouldn't say it's been bad, but it just hasn't been. It's been uh, like, I, yeah, I think that those who have it in already will put the work pretty because it went someplace went from a couple cans to like all cans all the time. Yeah. Curbside and everything. And I think that's been really, as a consumer, it's been selfishly pretty great. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That I think that's a big part of it is people aren't going out to bars as much. So now they're buying more of it and just getting into going to the store and looking at the shelves and seeing what's available. Uh, yeah, I think it's been, it's been good for, for everyone. Um, now four breweries, you know, that's more than what we were talking previously. How are, how, especially during all this, how are you managing like the different schedulings? Uh, not very well. <laughs> like, it's just like, I, I am the worst, uh, at the, business administration part of it. Like I just like to draw and uh, doing the, the, the rest of it, <laughs> you know? uh, the social media aspect of it, the, the scheduling, the invoicing, keeping track of deadlines. It's so, like I said, it, it should be a simple task, but everything is, is that much more difficult uh, in the midst of a pandemic. Like, everything is just like, oh man, forgot about that. Or how did three weeks go by already? Like I've just, sometimes I just feel lost. It, it's, it's hard to do. <laughs> even when you, even when you emailed me, it was like two weeks ago. Right. I was like, how did it, how is it here already? I, I remember I told AJ like, oh yeah, two weeks from now. And I sat back and I, I, I was like, that's going to come up fast. Things are just gonna yeah, go. I, do, yeah. I don't know if I have a setting or something, but if I don't reply to something, it'll like. I don't, it's kind of creepy, but like it even it moves over the top of my Gmail. It's like five days since you've done anything, or if it's something like that where it's like you want to uh, get back to me in a couple of weeks. Like I'll write you the email, little, little inside secret, and then there's a like schedule button. I'll just schedule it for like two weeks. So because I'm like you, if I don't do it right then. Like you'll notice you wrote me last night and I wrote you back in three minutes. Cause I was like, if I don't write it back now, it's gonna be like noon and then we're like, then we're, it'll be next week. So that like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm overly connected sometimes with, with stuff like that. But I just feel like if I write back right away, 
I can, I have a better chance of getting it off my mental to-do list. Isn't that, isn't that like the, the hardest part of the battle is defeating yourself. Like you are your own worst enemy and you need to find ways to <laughs> circumvent your own sabotage. Like, Cause I will do the same thing. I'll forget stuff. And sometimes I'll just leave like a, a post-it note right on the, you know, right in the middle of my computer screen. So I remember like, Oh, Oh yeah. Yeah. I got it. Okay. It's whatever trick you can pull off. Right. right. I get yeah. I also, my I also find my, myself like at the time thinking I'm like really fucking creative with like my post-it note. I'm like, Oh yeah. Then like I go look at him like, what do these seven <laughs> random words mean? Like, this does not make any sense. It's like schedule, open house, you know, they, that's, no. Either you were drunk or you thought you were like remembering it and you're not. It's like, you know, it's not good. I, I, I spend hours just organizing because I'm lazy. Like, if I'm, if I'm organized, I can be lazier. You know, when I'm not organized, it's more work. So I just spend hours like sorting and you know, uh, especially like files and file structuring, uh, just cleaning up all the time, desktop and, and inside of folders where it was like final, final revised, final, final, final revision 2.3, you know, like, all right, get rid of all the old garbage. It's going to take you an hour, but it's going to save you five hours mm -hmm. when someone needs that file again someday. <laughs> So what is, so that's one of our questions we added, I think, after you. What is your naming convention in theory? Like, how do you name your files? Okay, so, uh, so I'll start off, I'll start off with like uh, uh, three folders. The first one's research, the second one is sketches, and the third one is uh, inks and renders. The, the problem happens later uh, during proofing, yeah. Because keeping track of all the revision history, I've watched videos on it. You know, I'm like, I, I don't understand really how, how, how artists keep it all straight. But I'll have a bunch of like thumbnails and they're all ordered like uh, font research and uh, mostly screenshots of stuff that I find. But I'll put like when I'm, when I'm done with the actual file. I'll package it from Illustrator into its own like folder export. And that way I know that's the good one. And all the other stuff is just kind of junk. Uh, but then going back to find the unflattened versions of stuff or the revision unflattened, it's a nightmare. Admittedly, I suck at it. <laughs> like, oh, I, yeah. I, I had a date. That's like, that's how I do it. Like, I like Camelback it. I do. I don't like spaces in the names. I'll do the date. I do it like European way. I do like day, two date letter, like two number days and like word of the month uh, yeah, and a year. But I change that. So like that helps me a little bit, you know, so at least I, but yeah. I yeah. When all, when all else fails, uh, I got to organize by date open. I look at the last one that I opened and I, oh, that's probably the most recent. So uh, technology saves me sometimes, but yeah. But then, then I start moving stuff uh, into like cloud storage that I haven't used in a long time. 
and that'll come back to bite me once in a while. And I've got a bunch of external drives full of stuff. Just oh yeah, like yeah, I try. Got one here. Uh, <laughs> there you go. One. Yeah, I got this one. Uh, well, especially if you're moving to video stuff. Oh my God, you're gonna be like gigs. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, I mean, I'm thankful. I have a couple. I have. I think I have, I have another one of these somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have other like bigger. I, I have probably like four or five, and I have I have pretty good backup of it. Like I basically just wait till I get the message from Mac. I'm at like a threshold, and then I just drag over. Yeah. Know, the last. <laughs> You know, six plus months of it, and so far so good. And I know we're old; man. we're just so much cheaper than when like, I was growing up. So I don't really. If I have to go buy another like two, three terabytes, it's only like a hundred bucks. So yeah, yeah, that's it, it's getting cheaper. Uh, I remember when a uh, hundred gig was like a big deal. <laughs> now oh, yeah. it's like, how many terabytes do you need? Oh, yeah, I'm, okay. trying to I'm trying to see if I have any old. Like I found a bunch of old floppy disks, and I'm like. I remember that was like the shit. Like, oh yeah, this is like now, yeah. I have hundreds of them. I had an old uh, Sony uh, with the hard drive that would go into the side, and I just had discs and discs, probably two hundred of them, and just loading them in. And uh, you know, looking at those old images and like the potato quality of the image was like ah, oh, videos. Uh, and then just like dumping them onto the drive. I'm like, none of these are worth keeping. I can't even tell who's in it. It looks like a, a blurry mess. But now I started using them as coasters, the little floppies. Great yeah. coat. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I seen maybe like gluing them together, like, sp like spinning them out and then just have them be like, a, you know, they're not even having enough to be like a paperweight. Like they're literally like. <laughs> Borderline the weight of paper, like they're just we just just throw them away or open an Etsy store. I don't know what to uh, do. With. Dude, I have a whole like huge tub in the in the basement garage of like all because I used to do a radio show, so I have like thousands of CDs. I just feel terrible throwing them out, but I, I brought one of the books into the car because my car is older, so it has a CD player, and that's been okay. But I, like. My Mac doesn't have a drive. I don't even know how I would listen to them on a computer. Right, right. That give you, gives you a, a CD. I'm like, this technology isn't that old. <laughs> like, I have nowhere to play it. Yeah, I have a better <laughs> chance of playing a vinyl record than I do a CD player. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you go backwards. I used, to, I used to have a cassette player too, but I think that finally crapped out. I my, I saved a VHS player. I'm like, oh, this will come in handy because I've got like 20 VHS tapes. Uh, tried to play one last year. It just ate the tape. Really? It, it was destroyed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have a bunch of like, I used to tape my radio shows on like a cassette. And my nephew has like a converter, but then I'm just going to buy one and like digitize it because I have the first hour of the first show I ever did from like, I think it's from 97. And I know I listened to it, not recently, but it's so bad, it's gonna be good. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, right. Old band recordings off old Tascam is like, ah, oh, I can't, I just can't part with it. Yeah. But it's so much work to transfer it. You gotta play it live and yeah, it's a whole, no, no, I don't wanna deal with it. Just keep them on the tape. 
wait till the tape uh, degrades and falls apart, and then I'll have a better reason to throw it away. Yeah, yeah. maybe I was like frame it. Like maybe I'll, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel right. like in the future it'll be like a thing that I can. Like, like, like cryogenically freeze it so that when they develop the technology to fix it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, once I digitize it, then, but then again, then I figure out where to store it and then I worry about losing that. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, technology's moving past me <laughs> and I have less of a, less I of a. My awards, yeah, I found my awards at least I can prove to my kids that. I did do the radio show like I said I did, so that'll be good. Exactly, exactly. Save it for the kids. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was cool at some point. Yeah, yeah. Because then wasn't that like I was so interested in what my dad was doing when he was young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dad, you got any old tapes of yourself? <laughs> you know what? I'd probably listen to them. Well, my dad doesn't have any tapes, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it'd be kind of funny. I remember it was. The radio station was so shitty. Like, I mean, it was a college radio station, but like the phone didn't work. Like, I remember one time interviewing somebody, I was like, I would ask a question and then I had to put the phone up and like crank the pot up so they could hear. It was like so bad. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool though. I mean, I got so much music because there was this old bluegrass guy, Bluegrass Express, went after me on Friday nights. And he was like, he wasn't, yeah, he was older. It was like pre kind of internet being super, like very popular. And he would have like stacks of CDs in his in his mailbox at the station. I was just blown away. I was like, how did you do? He's like, well, you write, to, like on the back, you can find like their address. You write them a letter. And then they, then they start circulating your information. And that happened. You know, once I was on a couple lists, I mean, you got a lot of shitty music, but there's, you get like some dude like or a band like with and record in their basement or at home. Oh, those are the best. Like the raw, like you knew there was a big deal because I used I managed a band like to know it was so how like big deal that was. They sent that to you. Like oh, that was the best. My uh, my wife used to write reviews for uh, Punk Planet. Okay. And same deal. Like CDs, just twenty, you know, thirty at a time, come flowing through the door, and it you can't possibly listen to them all especially in that format it wasn't like now no, spotify you just click on it and uh not interested click on the next one they're like you had to open the disc and like load it in and then sit there and, and give it a good hearing uh but same thing yeah you discover some really awesome bands uh i think that, that was the first time that i heard against me was you know through one of those reviews and I was like, oh, man, we got to go check these guys out. This is amazing. Uh, so many good bands. Yeah. Yeah. My, my roommate was like, we'd get one. And he'd be like, what is that? I'd be like, I don't know. And we'd be like, all right, let's listen to the next track. And I think it was like, it was one of the women in like Rusted Root. Like not one of, like, she wasn't a main person. She had this like side little band. I, I'm going to pull it out of the air. I think it was called Love Child. And it was fucking, it was beautiful. Like, it was great. And so like we would like listen to it and no one knew it was, it was awesome. You know, so that was, I was always hoping for those moments. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, there's a raw, a rawness to a lot of those early recordings. You know, it's, a, it's a, like such a, a trope to say, oh, I like their earlier stuff better, but I, maybe there's something to that. 
you know, where the recording is just a little more raw. Uh, there's not as much production going into it. And it's just, you know, heart and soul, like, like your early radio recordings. It's fun to yeah. revisit because you're just like straight. You know, yeah, going even some of the bands that like uh, that was like a bunch of allow uh, live recordings, and so like that would always be you always I always enjoyed like they call them odds like a like versus a soundboard, you know they'd have like a standing mic in the back behind like the the soundboard and record, but like you'd get the crowd, you'd get that like aha energy like oh like oh there's that or they're teasing a, a song that you think and like kind of felt it so like my that evolved and became my favorite was like they called it like a matrix and so they like overlay the audience with the soundboards so you got like the christmas of like the music but like felt like you were still there and so yeah i mean and and tapes i mean recording tape is so i mean now it's so expensive but like it wasn't this digital thing where it's like you could do that verse over again it was usually you had to record the whole thing in you know one take or get really creative yep yeah going uh going from analog to digital uh changed a lot mm -hmm. you can do a lot more but you also kind of miss out on some of that raw energy that goes into a live you know one take type of uh recording yeah. you know you can almost over overly cleanse it and sanitize it to the point where it doesn't have a soul anymore. You know, you've removed every human element uh, that went into the recording. Uh, but, you know, it sounds good. So, yeah, I mean, whatever I'm doing works. But yeah, just like when you realize it, I don't know, you break it apart and really appreciate it. It's like, you know, like it's all those layers in like a Photoshop file, right? Or InDesign. It's just amazing. But now, oh, it's like, oh turn that little thing up or let's overlay, you know, play that again. And before, I mean, you probably, I think you still do it back in the day. They have to run the tape back and make it its own channel and you'd play on top of it. But like, it wasn't, it was work. Like it was, it was, it was a whole thing. And it wasn't, right. it wasn't fine. Like it was, if you fucked it up, it was gone forever. It's yeah. Yeah. It, it's, there's not, not, not another chance to, to, you know, edit undo. You're, you're, uh, yeah. you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with, uh, a real art material that that's funny that you say that because I, I don't know, a couple of years ago I tried to change my whole like process and just start sketching digitally just go right into the Wacom tablet and it lost it, it stiffened all my artwork up it was just like uh, uh, trying to start a recording from a digital track and not lay down a live track first it, like it sterilized it and stiffened everything mm -hmm. it, I, I don't know how to describe it but i was unhappy with a lot of the results i was getting it just seemed uh lifeless in a way i the drawings didn't have a sparkle to them there was not a, a you know when you're doing this with your hand to do that well back when i was using a mouse to draw everything you know, like to do that movement with a mouse is like impossible. So you lost that that lively arc that some of the lines would have. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way with music. I think live first, you get that energy and the confidence and then you digitize it. It'll still have a little sparkle to it. You know, it comes through in the end. Have you come to peace with the digital aspect of it? 
No, no, I still start out everything with pencil and paper and then scan. Okay. It's just, you know, even I'll just like take a picture with my phone of the drawing and then I pop it in. And as long as I have that underlay when I'm inking of like the live drawing, I call it a live drawing, (laughs) not a dead drawing, but uh, it comes through. You can see it in the final product. It's weird how, how, and maybe it's just me, but I can see it, see the artist strokes in, in a painting and compare that to if the artist like made the painting digitally and then had a robot go with the paintbrush and make those brush strokes, it would lose uh, something in the translation, you know? Yeah, no, our boy, uh, Matthew Ryan Sharp, uh, he's, he's near you in the Midwest and yeah, he can't, yeah. he can't, he does everything by hand, like probably even you know, more so than, than, than you do. And he's, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's, he's still clicking along with the mouse. Yeah. It yeah. blows me away, man. His drawings are awesome. And he's like, he, he always puts like in the hashtags, like, uh, what is it? Bezier curve or whatever, <laughs> like clicking with the, like, yeah. oh man got to get that tablet but that's part of his process he's stubborn, he's stubborn as hell yeah I'm, yeah i apologize i'm like i'm not i mean i'm not an angel's mouth i'm like cursing up a storm but um <laughs> no, but yeah no I, yeah because i'm we, we met up in ohio and he showed me his sketchbook and you can really see like all the, like all the whole process and how he does it and but he's got that he's got that same element that live sketch that mm-hmm. has all that energy and all those like you know, random lines and errant, you know, erasure marks, but then goes in and, and does the careful, you know, curves and lines over the top of it. You can totally see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can tell an art, art artist that, that works analog first, as opposed to just going straight in for the digital. I don't know. Maybe I can't. Maybe I'm just yeah, right. full of it. <laughs> like, yeah, I would love it if I was like, well, right, let's see. Let's do a little test. What about this? Let's one? see. <laughs> live or straight to digital i don't know i watch a lot of those videos on uh you know social media where uh, they do the process and it's like a speed painting or a speed drawing mm-hmm. and it just blows me away i'm like i can never start on the tablet it's just something i feel a little bit of separation anxiety mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. but then but then you do you go you go you go analog and you're like ah you know, I, I screwed that up. I want to undo it. <laughs> yeah, undo life, yeah. Command Z. Command Z. You say something to your uh, spouse or your kid or a boss, you're like, shit, uh, is there an undo life? Can I take that back? <laughs> exactly. Real life edit undo. That's what we all need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love those videos where the people, like, they have, like, they do, like, a quick... And like you don't even know what it is, and like they flip it over the last second, and it's like this amazing like portrait. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Huh? Oh, what? Like, oh, and like all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a different. That's just a different process. I don't know. I I think you know some people look at at the digital aspect of it, and. Sometimes it feels like they're they're looking at it a little bit, you know, skeptically. Like, uh, did you draw that? I'm like, yeah. Well, how did it get to the computer? Like, it's not like a, a hanging like real thing in my life 
it's on a screen. So therefore you cheated somehow. <laughs> I don't, I've heard people say this, like, did you draw that? Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I found it somewhere on a stock site. <laughs> it's like saying like you take medicines, like, well, they didn't make the medicine. Like, right. right. Now, like, mortar it up in that little thing. Like, oh, that's not real. Like, get out of Right. Oh, you're using an electric guitar. It's not acoustic. That's cheating. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're not playing for real. You have an amp? You're not playing single mic style? Like, what are you? Like, Cheater. Cheater. Cancel us. <laughs> yeah, people got too much time in their hands to like care that much. It's like, so you don't like it? No, I love it, but like you didn't draw that. Like, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, great. New mediums come along, new technology comes along all the time. And there's always someone that's gonna say, like, yeah, that doesn't count, you know, or that's that's a lesser art form because it's uh, you know, it's a beer label, or you know, like, come on. This mm -hmm. is this is a digital print, but it's still a print. Yeah. Is no less of a print than a screen print or, uh, you know, going back to, a, you know, inking it and doing it on a Gutenberg press. Mm -hmm. It all started somewhere. Someone had to write it. Someone had to draw it. Someone somewhere down the line had to do the art part of it. Yeah. My like new thing is like your, your success does not negate my success. And like we can, we can both... We can both do things and be proud of them and have success or whatever that means for us. And that's okay. It's not like we don't have nothing. It doesn't have to be a top 10 list all the time. Like, you know, like it, it's good. Like, and that's, that's okay. Like, I don't know. I, I feel really strongly about that because I think a lot of times, like I'm in sales. So the idea is like, I'm supposed to be like stepping over bodies to get, yeah. but it's like, ah, no, I'm good. Like dude, dude crushed it today. You know, she crushed it. That presentation was awesome. Like, doesn't mean I'm not going to come in and, you know, rock, rock my thing, but like, I don't know. It's okay to give somebody else to do. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I think there's, there's lots of room for everybody to, to get in, yeah. you know, the, everybody in and uh, uh, be supportive. And I'm, I'm way too uh, uh, introspective and uh, critical of myself to ever <laughs> like, feel like I need to step on somebody in order to advance myself like in the in the levels of art I feel like I'm near the bottom uh, I just I see so many artists you spend any time online cruising around looking at other people's art it is like how come you're not more well known how come you, you're not doing every beer label that's available like oh my god this is how lucky am I <laughs> I mean, I'd argue you've got one of the more iconic labels, you know, the Ninja Unicorn, right? I mean, so we all can be down on ourselves. I mean, I do it sometimes. Why aren't I getting interviewed about my podcast or why isn't this? But I don't, at the end of the day, again, I, I apologize for cursing, but fuck them. Like, I don't really care that much. Like, you know, I'm proud of, it brings me joy. And if no one listens, that's like, it, it, in a lot of ways, it, it's selfish. And so like, I enjoy it. And I've got all these friends like yourself around the world. And so like, very that's you know it's all about being it's all relative yeah yeah my i think anything any time and money spent doing something you enjoy is not a waste yeah. it's just pure enjoyment how is it any any more or less productive to play a video game or to you know whittle <laughs> you know 
whittle something out of a chunk of wood. You know, it, we're, we're going to get too existential here, but <laughs> it's like, what? Have fun. Yep. Do what you like. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm with you on that one. And you got your you got your big old beard, and I'm impressed with the beard action. So I definitely, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hope yeah, it's been weird because people only see me from here up. I think there's some people that don't even know I have a beard because I wear the, I have this big old bandana that covers everything. Okay. But those masks, they really irritate the mustache, don't they? Yeah. You get a little like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, I mean, I raced like whenever we need anything at the store, I'll be the first, I'm like, I'll go because I don't, I don't leave the house very often. So like my mask wearing is very like minimalistic. Like, so if I have to walk the kid to like drop offline and then like back in the car or pick them up, like I maybe have a mask on for like all of like 15 minutes in a day. Meanwhile, my wife's a teacher and she's wearing that thing all, all day, you know? And so it's like, it's, she's got to find ones that don't fog her glasses up and ones that, you know, this, that, and the other. I'm just like, all right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm a little mad. That part of the, of all this hasn't it bothered me. And, uh, yeah, and my little guy, he tries to match his masks with his, like, what he's going to wear that day. Like, I don't know. So that's all. I, I guess it's really you think about it. He's in second grade. It's really all they know. So it, it's been okay. Like, all things considered. Yeah, let's, let's hope it's uh, something we look back on someday and yeah. talk about. Remember, we couldn't leave the house without, like, checking your, your pockets and making sure you have one in the glove box and one in the, you know, center console of your car, one hanging from the rearview mirror. Cause you gotta get out and go to the gas station. <laughs> no mask. What are you gonna do? Hey, uh, or you forget? Like, like twenty dollars. Like everyone looks at you. You're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, oh, okay, gotta go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how is like? Uh, yeah, how is like? How? I mean, you seem like in pretty good spirits. Like, are, are you? Are you in the family? You know, okay. Is everybody okay? Doing all right. Yeah. Like I said, the. Uh, my son is back in school part-time. Uh, all the teachers uh, had a chance to get vaccinated. So uh, things are pretty good around here. You know, I check the numbers and make sure, you know, like we're not spiking or anything in numbers. But uh, yeah, we're hanging in there and, and actually kind of enjoying some family time. We have moments where we get sick of each other, but uh you know, especially at seven in the morning when you hear a squeaky toy and dogs skittering across the hardwood floors. Mm -hmm. But I, I've been enjoying uh, catching up on house projects and uh, just kind of not having plans every weekend. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I uh, missed a lot of those, but yeah. Yeah, which, yeah, there's things I missed. And it was good. I saw my family for the first time in like seven months, uh, like because we, we could go to New Jersey. And everybody except for me was vaccinated, including my wife, because she's a teacher. And yeah, it was, I don't know, if it, it kind of felt normal again. Like it was just like we didn't do much with my family. We just kind of sat around and laughed. And I got to saw my nephew for the first time in, in months, like he's a baby. And so yeah, I don't know. I, I hope I've been really trying to find the, the glass half full, you know, with, with all this. And I think that just yeah, we're getting more time out in nature, more hikes, which I love, you know, and, uh, you know, we've got snowshoes, we got a bunch of snow, we're doing that, and, yeah, I don't know, I mean, obviously, yeah, we get, obviously we get better, yeah, I mean, I will, I'd be lying if I said I was handy, I'm super proud of these shelves behind me, because I, I, I drilled, I did, those, 
I put those up, but like, I am not a handy person. And so you were saying about like, you passed down from your father. I love yeah. my father, but he's even less of a handy person. So like, I'm like a fucking tool man <laughs> compared to this guy. And I love him to death, but yeah, I, I was so afraid. Draw, I waited until nobody was home. Cause like, if it went badly, I was like, gonna have to pull like a Shawshank, you know, and like <laughs> over it if it went badly. So uh, I was definitely a little worried about it. But, you know, or or as soon as I put something on there, I was going to like rip out, you know, rip out the the, the wall. Right. I, was, I was very proud of myself. Yeah, I still, my dad, uh, both my parents were able to get vaccinated. My dad just came over uh, beginning of the week and he was uh, helping me do electrical. They put up new lights in the living room. And I was like, dad, <laughs> help. I don't want to get zapped. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome, right? It's just kind of like, yeah, it was just, it felt normal. And like, you know, we just yeah. ordered a bunch of food, had a, you know, beers, the tournament was on, we were just sitting around. Like it was, yeah, it was, it was simplistically normal. And it was, it was great. You know, that's, that's the, the glass half full is uh, hopefully we, you know, make it out of this uh, together and we're all going to have a whole new appreciation for being in crowds and being together and doing all the stuff that, yeah. you, you know, you, we have, it's like a long time out. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to, I don't know if I like, I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready for like to be at a show and just be like, I know. like, I don't want, I don't know if I want that. Like, yeah, it's going to be weird. Yeah. Venue uh, last like October, like I think it was like September, November, they converted a farm into a music venue and you had like your own mini plot of land, like your own square. So like you're at a concert, but it wasn't like this. It was, you had your 10 feet by 10 feet. And then the next one was 10 feet over and that was their square. And so it was a wow. small number of people and the tickets were a little more, but it was still live music and still the energy with the band could vibe off of, but it was kind of nice to go like this and not have everybody around. It's, it's not, you know, like I said, it's not the worst sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love everyone who's watching this. I love everyone who's listening. I love you all. But like, I don't know. I'm, I'm more of like, I don't, I don't need to be like this. I'm not into that at all. No, no. Now it's, it, it's been a huge like loss of life and people, you know, these long haulers and stuff. And I don't want to minimize that, but uh, you have to, you have to sometimes just like look on the bright side and say, hey, you know, we're making it work somehow. Yeah, well, I, yeah. Well, what I've been saying, and you can you can use this since you're in the Midwest, we all cross pollinate circles. But I've just been saying we're closer to the end than we are in the beginning, and that's really you know that's that's the positive, right? I mean, we don't know we don't know how much longer, but I know it won't be another year, and so it'll be it'll be okay. And I think it'll be you know there's a lot of folks that can just use a hug and are like like you're saying, don't want to minimize it. Who are like truly alone and but. And in the same regards, like I definitely know who's important in my life, like yeah. because you know you kind of get rid of the fringe folks who are just like you know like or like the I used to call them like the Hey What's Up Club. Like you you don't like you don't have any malice toward them, but like you're not like yeah. you don't care what's going. On. Like, you're like oh, hey what's up? Yeah, all right, good. Yeah, and then you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad for the introverts. <laughs> my wife jokes she's like i've been preparing this for this moment my whole life she's like this is everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right 
no plans this weekend? Sounds good. Yeah. It's like outside us, no one else. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out, out in the backyard, get a little campfire going. All right. Good. Yeah. My kind of night. My kind of night. Yeah. Core, oh, okay. I, hope we can, I hope we can get a fire going this weekend because it's been, I mean, you're in Chicago. Chicago is the weirdest weather place, I think, in the U.S. I think that people don't realize that. Where'd you go? Yeah, we're we're kind of uh, uh, lagging behind a little bit, but it hasn't been terrible. Uh, it hasn't been great either, but we were in uh, sub zeros for like a long time, and uh, now we're finally coming out of it. I think it was like in in the upper fifties on Monday. T-shirts, shorts, you know, everybody's out, windows down. It's just how it is. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I've been there in the same year. It's been like sub ten, and I've been there. It's like a buck ten, and I was like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And but I love yeah. Chicago, so I can't wait to get back. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Hey, next time you're in uh, town, oh, we yeah. definitely got to hang out. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know we missed each other last time you were around, but uh, all good, man. yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll find some places that are open uh, the next time you're out and about. Yeah, I, I know a few spots and we'll do it up. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, Jason, you you supported us early on and you've been a huge supporter from the get-go and I just, it's just nice to see your face and let you know how much I appreciate the support. It really, uh, you know, it means a lot and just to, to be able to tell stories like yours is, uh, yeah, it's kind of the, the project is, it means a lot more to me than I ever thought it would and it's through meeting folks like yourself. So I just wanted to, you know, thank you again for, for being one of the crew. Oh, same, same to you. Thank you. you you've taken a uh, an overlooked art form and elevated it. You brought it up like, hey, it's more than just a uh, you know, pretty picture on the store shelves. There's people behind this and there's like a whole community. Like, yeah. oh my God, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, brother. So yeah, we'll get together soon. And if uh, you need anything between now and then, don't hesitate to reach out. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. We'll see you with a where the beard ends up, it's uh, it's got a life of its own. I keep it going. <laughs> you had like a little like you, last time, I think you had like a little handlebar mustache. I think in your and you're like in like your press photo, like your press photo. Usually, usually I do. It's just uh, you know I don't wake up early enough to really get it going. <laughs> I'll work on it next time for you. Next time, please, yeah, please do that. I'll get the beard curlers out. <laughs> I bet, yeah, the, the, get some curling iron going. Yeah, all right, brother. <laughs> I'll see you soon. All right. All right. Thanks, AJ. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.